produced with podcasting gear from Tascam, including the Tascam Mini Studio. Trust your audio to Tascam. Sound thinking. Microphones and headphones provided by CAD Audio. CAD Audio, expression through innovation. Crisis for the geek kind. Top geek officials admit they under they underestimated the hipster's defense capability. Geeks from all over the globe are joining up to fight for the future. They're doing their part. Are you? Join Weeby Geeks and the Geek Revolution and save the world. Service guarantees citizenship. Want to know more? Do not attempt to adjust your device. This is a streaming freedom audio bulletin. It cannot be traced. It cannot be stopped. And it is the only free voice left in the Geek Revolution. And welcome to another episode of Weeby Geeks. It is the dashing duo, Derek and Mike. How's it going? Living the dream. What dream's that? The one where I wake up and uh, I'm not wearing any pants and I'm in the middle of uh, class and... uh... Well, you know. you're you're not in class, but you are in that situation right now recording. <laughs> oh, I didn't think you could see that. <laughs> um, I'm doing pretty good as well, getting ready for Father's Day. And oh, yeah. uh, also this weekend is my anniversary weekend. Oh, happy anniversary. So Saturday the 15th is my anniversary with my wife. Nice. So um, check out the homepage, our affiliates down the side. Uh, supporting them supports us. No additional cost to you. Uh, support our partners um, who are Found Me and Heroes and Villains. Click the links. Takes you to their pages. Use the code WeBeGeeks, all one word, for 15% off your first purchase. Heroes and Villains is getting ready to release next week. Or this week as we drop the show, the Mandalorian line. Cool. I can't wait to see what that looks like. And uh, also to check out our web store where you get uh, T-shirts, hats, hockey jerseys, baseball jerseys, hoodies, knit hats. I actually got two Weeby Geeks ball caps and they're nice. Hmm. It's got the word mark instead of the, the full two-tone, the, the gray and black rectangles behind it. Mm-hmm. It just has the word mark across the across the front of the hat. Nice. And it looks great. So, um, so yeah, check those out. And uh, so, yeah, I guess from here we get right into the show. And let's start off with, <laughs> could, could this be considered a jab towards Ken? <laughs> <laughs> no. No. Although it would be interesting to hear his thoughts on it. Yeah. We may have to invite him on one night and go, let's talk about, or actually, we'll have to make that a Wookiee Radio after show recording. <laughs> Put it up on Patreon. Oh, that's right. There's a Patreon page. Uh, Patreon.com forward slash Network. Uh, check it out. Uh, archives are going up shortly um, for a dollar a month. You could li- listen to our previous episodes. Uh which by the end of the year will have the first 50 up. So um, DC Universe has commented because last week they, there was comments being made that they were reevaluating their service, especially after they canceled Swap Thing, mm. which debuted with glowing reviews. Uh, it's crazy. This 
This whole thing has been crazy. And, and then on top of that, they're calling out false rumors and speculation. So uh, a representative from D.C. has come out in an attempt to address the recent cancellation of Swamp Thing and reports that the streaming service is being reevaluated in light of the upcoming overall Warner Media streaming service. Makes sense to me. What, that they're reevaluating? Yeah, and, and potentially making it part of the Warner Media streaming service. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense when you look at it that way. I mean, it's not like they could do, they're, they're going to be able to pull off a Hulu and Disney Plus situation. Right. Because right now, Hulu is under 100% operational control with Disney and will be owned by 2024 by Disney. Right. Which is fine because all the non-family friendly stuff from Disney will go there. So right. a lot of the harder aliens, um, stuff like that, Rocky Horror Picture Show, the the MASH movie could all go there. Of course, the MASH TV series could go there, too, because it's not a Disney property. But the Fox properties outside of The Simpsons, which is going to be on Disney+, Plus, will most likely be on Hulu, which makes sense. Totally, yeah. But with this, this doesn't make sense having Warner Media and DC Universe. Yeah. So um, the the f- the full okay. So the representative comes out and it was uh, DC Universe community manager Applejack. <laughs> no other name given on the community forum. Uh, says a million thanks for your patience. We understand this has not been an easy time for you as fans, and I will do my best to provide you with a satisfying answer. The f- full ten episode season of Swamp Thing will continue to air on DC Universe with new episodes released weekly. Currently. There are no plans for season two. Uh, when asked about why the series was canceled, uh, the response, unfortunately, we are not in the position to answer at this time. Hmm. Uh, Swamp Thing producer James Wan has previously, has previously said he did not know or understand why the show was canceled. Uh, now, regarding the June 6th report uh, from Deadline that DC Universe's parent company, Warner Media and AT&T, were being reevaluated, Applejack says DC Universe continues to develop new shows, new seasons, new stories, more availability, and more platforms. Okay, but there's still the announcement of shows going down. Yeah, that, that's not a very helpful statement, really. It's uh, kind of vague. Now, DC Universe has announced three upcoming TV shows, uh, Harley Quinn, Stargirl, and Metropolis. Um, a second season of Titans, the DC Daily News Program, and the second half of Young Justice Outsiders. Um, Doom Patrol, which re- recently completed its first season, has not been announced as, a, as being renewed at this time. I would hope they do, because that show's awesome. I still have to watch it. Oh, you will, you'll enjoy it. Mm. So, uh, what would make sense? Add DC Universe as a subsection or subcategory of WarnerMedia, or kind of do like uh, Disney Plus is going to do, where you go to the homepage and you could choose Star Wars or Marvel or Disney or Pixar or whatever. National Geographic. Exactly. So all the various companies, uh, I think ABC's on there, the Disney Channel, you have the option to choose what tree you want to go down. Right. 
to to look at stuff which is which is also kind of cool because then it's like let's see uh what am i in the mood for and am i am i in a star wars mood am i in a marvel mood am i in a disney mood pixar mood sure sure now it could be fun than just i will go on record and say we are looking at once because I just we just picked up another Roku box for the living room, so we have one in the bedroom, one in the living room. Um, it's the the HD 4K box. Oh yeah, yeah. We've already talked about once Disney Plus comes out, we're turning in our DVR box. Oh yeah, dropping the cable package I've got, which is going to kill me with some sports. But uh, and then we're going to do Spectrum's uh, streaming package. That allows us to watch stuff on the streaming app of theirs, hmm. which is like 20 bucks a month. So we get the local channels and all that. Um, unless I could figure out that uh, Sling TV with a few add-ons, I could get what I want and be cheaper. Or, oh, yeah. I mean, I'll pay a little bit more if I could get more of the stuff that I want. Because um, I think 40 bucks, you get both blue and gold Sling or the whatever the two colors are. And you and for me, I'll pick a sports package, especially if I could get NHL Network mm-hmm. and, and NBC Sports. If not, we'll do the Spectrum, and I get Fox, hopefully get Fox Sports and NBC Sports and ESPN stuff. If not, I'll pay for ESPN Plus. So, but I mean, we're already talking, to, you know, dropping that. We just paid for Amazon Prime. We have Hulu. I will consider dropping. Netflix, if it jumps up to eighteen bucks a month, which is being rumored, yeah. If if that's the case, yeah, bye bye Netflix. Yeah, it won't be worth it for that price. Uh, uh-uh. it's barely worth it now for the thirteen we're paying, and they're doing all this to try and get as much money as they can before Disney Plus comes out, because they know mm. Disney Plus is going to hurt them. So, yeah. Anyway. Let's continue on with even more DC Universe news. Well, this story, this story is actually, for me, probably the most upsetting part. And that is, uh, so, with the cancellation of Swamp Thing, um, we, we have lost the potential... For plans going forward with that show that would expand into other shows. Um, so basically, um, it would have been a buildup that would have, uh, have eventually led into the debut of DC's magical team, the Justice League Dark, which I, lo- I would love to have seen that. Yeah. So... According to Business Insider, um, which is an odd place to get this information, but uh, they had a source that said there was a potential three-season arc that was discussed on the Swamp Thing set, um, and then there were, and then the crew members for Swamp Thing believed the show could have lasted even longer than that. Hey, maybe a full ten seasons. Who knows? <laughs> uh, uh, but the source also claimed that they had they had ideas to have some of the uh, other characters in the show spin off, um, possibly like I know they had Blue Devil and and uh, a couple others. Um, so they could have spun off into their own shows, and 
eventually it could have led up to a Justice League Dark. Oh, yeah, man. I think Madame Xanadu was on as well. Uh, a Justice League Dark team-up spinoff series mentioned as a possibility. So, if you're not familiar with the Justice League Dark, shame on you. <laughs> but um, it was uh, an offshoot of the main Justice League. Uh, it was a comic that debuted their own series as part of the uh, New 52 from DC Comics. Yep. It, came, it came out in 2011. It was a fantastic book. I loved it. It was just, oh, it was so good. And um, the members... Of the Justice League Dark included John Constantine right there. You know, it's good. Yeah. That would have been cool if they had, they could have brought in Matt Ryan. Um, Zatanna, who's always been one of my favorites. Dead Man, who's always been one of my favorites. Madame Xanadu and Shade the Changing Man. With uh, Swamp Thing joining the group a little later on in the series. Uh, then the title was relaunched in 2018 with the whole rebirth thing. And the new lineup included Swamp Thing, Wonder Woman, Zatanna, Detective Chimp, and Man Bat. And I am currently reading that one, and it is fun. <laughs> it's missing Constantine, though. Um, so, you know, that could have been exciting news, but now it ain't happening. Unfortunately... Um, <clears throat> excuse me. So DC has yet to make a detailed announcement regarding the official reason for Swamp Thing's cancellation, as Mike just discussed. Um, and everybody has questions. Even those questions have questions. Even those questions have questions, especially since apparently Swamp Thing, like you said, was very um, critically acclaimed. Yeah. And I imagine it's probably been doing well ratings wise as well. I'm sure it has. So, sadly, things that could have been a Justice League Dark series on, on DC Universe, that would have been something. That would have been. Yeah. I would have loved yeah. that. I, I'm looking quickly because I found a, another story to go with a story we got later down the road. Mm-hmm. And. Uh, says Jordan Pill wants to direct a live action version of Disney's Gargoyles. I saw that. Hey, I'm okay with that. Not a problem. Yeah, that I used to like that series. I, I would like to see I that. love that series. Yeah, that was a really good one. I would definitely like to see it come back. I would love to see it come back on Disney Plus, but mm. what do I know? Um, well, what I do know is Disney's Krypton is getting a Lobo spinoff series, and WB's feature film is still in development. <laughs> I don't know why, because the only thing that looks somewhat decent of Lobo is the face makeup. Yeah, and even that's... Uh... <laughs> Other than that, I mean, this should be someone built like Brock Lesnar or the or Dwayne or Dwayne Johnson or John Cena. <laughs> yeah, not not this kind of puny guy we got now. Yeah, and who we haven't even I haven't even seen him yet in in action, so I don't even know how he is in the show. I've seen him briefly in a couple commercials, and it's like yeah. I'm not impressed. No, yeah. But I haven't, I haven't actually seen the, the new season yet. I think it yeah. just started. I mean, in many ways, Lobo is DC's Hulk to some extent and looks nothing like what he should. <laughs> 
now the bounty hunter is going to be making its debut on Krypton. Uh, that can't, and of course the new season started this week, so he's on there. Um, but it looks like we're going to be seeing a lot more of this character as it's been announced. He's getting his own series. Uh, Emmett J. Scallion, who plays Lobo, will reprise his role in the spinoff, which is currently in development. Uh, it will be written by an executive produced by Cameron Welsh, who is also the EP on Krypton executive producer. Here's the description. Lobo is from the peaceful planet of Cesarnia. Mm. He was born a devil in the midst of Utopia, loosely translated from his native language. His name means he who devours your entrails and thoroughly enjoys it. Okay. Uh, would you like some mustard with that? Maybe a little horseradish. Um, as a teenager, he single-handedly slaughtered his entire civilization, becoming the last of his race. Now the mercenary roams the universe on his motorcycle, getting paid for what he loves most, murder and mayhem. Um... Now, Warner Brothers is still developing a feature film around Lobo, which, you ready for this one? Michael Bay is looking to direct. Oh, no. Warner Brothers, you've had enough problems with your movies. Yeah. Keep him away. Yeah. Uh, and during that time, such talents as Will Smith, Dwayne Johnson, Guy Ritchie, and Brad Payton have all been connected to it during certain times of development. Uh... Lobo is freaking is a freaking cool character, and I'm happy to learn he's getting his own series. Uh, says the writer on Geeky Geeky uh, Geek Tyrant. Uh, be interesting to see if WB moves forward with Bay's film if the series ends up being ordered. Well, it sounds like the series is being ordered, so counterdict yourself from your story because you say it's being ordered. And hopefully that means that there will not be a Michael Bay movie. Please let there not be a Michael Bay movie. Yeah. I mean, the the next story's already got us worried. Uh, Well, at this point, I don't even know anymore. I I barely... All right, so so, uh, the Batman... The, the Matt Reeves film has been I'm starting to even wonder if this thing's actually ever coming out but I'm wondering uh, if this thing is an entire joke I know right just one big long joke so alright so Matt Reeves directing the, Bat- the Batman that's the title of the movie as we know now uh, was going to be about Ben Affleck as Batman. Uh, ben Affleck helped to write the story, which I think they're still using part of. I don't even know anymore. And then there was a whole thing with the will he, won't, won't he, uh, Ben Affleck is Batman. He's not Batman. He is Batman. Oh, no, he's, uh, he's not Batman. So we lost um, Ben Affleck, and then there was a whole thing with them doing a whole different take on Batman now with an earlier, a younger version of Batman, and it's going to be Robert Pattinson, who you may recall from Twilight. Uh, so it's going to well, be the, what's the this, sparkly Batman. What's this Twilight you mentioned? Uh, some, oh, you don't want to know, trust me. It's, uh... 
Did I, did I ever tell you the story of how it came that I saw the first film? Mm, I, mm, I don't think you did. Melissa was five, six months pregnant with mm. Zoe. Maybe seven. We're starting to go into our third trimester. I want to say sixth or seventh. And um, her mom sent us the movie. Mm. Because she read the books, and she knew she read the books. Mm. So we're starting to watch it. Melissa's going, that's not in the book. They left some important stuff out here. I'm like, okay. Because I asked originally, do I have it? She goes, yes. So once she started complaining about it, I was like, darn it, can can I get up and leave? Mm -hmm. No, I'm pregnant. If I'm going to sit here and torture myself watching this movie, you're going to watch it too. And you better not fall asleep. (laughs) Okay. No wonder why I hate it so much. As far as I know, she hasn't seen the other films either. Mm. Well, who could blame her, really? I've not heard good things. (laughs) Has anyone? (laughs) But if you recall, we were talking about the Batman. (laughs) Because there's been some more news, which every time I hear news about this movie, I'm always like, "Mm, we'll see. But uh, so... They talk, they've been talking about having multiple villains in this movie. Yeah, we're up to what? Three? Four now? Twelve, I think. Okay. I think there's almost as many um, villains in this movie as there are uh, Democratic candidates for president right now. Ooh. <laughs> that hurt. <laughs> Don't worry, folks. Uh, you know, I get, anyway. Um, <laughs> we're not getting political. Uh... Yeah, so the latest news was they could be having Catwoman, and there was talk of the Penguin, but now there's also been talk of Firefly, which that would be interesting. I've never seen Firefly in a movie before. Um, But now, according to Discussing Film, the movie will also feature an appearance by Mr. Harvey Dent, also known as Two-Face. Okay. And the Mad Hatter. See, I think the best choice to play Mad Hatter passed away years ago. Who? Robin Williams. All right. Mm-hmm. I could see that. Um, who, who would you get now for Mad Hatter? I don't know. Well. Johnny Depp? Uh, uh, nope. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so. Apparently, they're looking for somebody, an actor, in their 30s to 40s to play Harvey Dent. And they're looking for someone a little older for the Hatter. They're looking for somebody who is 40, in their 40s to 50s. Um, There's no, of course, there's no report on whether Harvey will already be Two-Face in the movie or if he will become Two-Face in the course of the film. Um, but of course we've already seen that once. Well, wasn't there talk to Macaulay Culkin potentially playing Joker? That was a fan thing. Not a bad option though. It could be interesting. Could be. Um, so of course we, you know, we know Two-Face, he, he was, uh, Harvey Dent, a lawyer. He got acid thrown in his face and got half his face burned off. Started off, the as mat- Bi- started off as Billy D. Williams, ended up Tommy Lee Jones. It's amazing what that acid can do. Um, and the Mad Hatter is an Alice in Wonderland fanatic who has a knack for mind control and hats. So he's um, 
he's a he's been an interesting villain at times. Yeah. Um, and he's never been in a movie before, so that could be interesting. But uh, I, just, I just don't know who's crazy enough to maybe Jim Carrey. Would you bring him back for that? I... Even though he's older than what they're looking for at this point. Yeah, but I I wouldn't because he's fifty seven. Yeah, not too bad. Um, but I wouldn't. I don't know because he's already been. He's already. He's already had a turn as the Riddler, and I wouldn't mind seeing him do the Riddler again. But as you know, tone it down a little. Well, that was Bruckheimer's fault. Yes, I know. Um, you mean Schumacher? I mean Schumacher, yeah. <laughs> but um, I would. Yeah, I'd. I'd. I'd be happy giving him another chance as a Riddler. I just, I have no idea who would be a good Mad Hatter. Yeah, I, I can't think of anyone who, who's done the multiple personality role. Or it seems, some, hmm? or it seems like they have multiple, multiple personality. <laughs> um, for some reason, Josh Gad just popped in my head, but I'm not sure. Maybe. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not sure. That's a tough one. Unless they went for somebody more uh, a lesser known actor, which yeah. would be a, a good a good choice as well if they can handle it. I think Gad's too sweet a person <laughs> for that. It has to be someone who could really. What about Adam Driver? Maybe Mr. Kylo Ren himself. <laughs> Maybe. That could work. Because I thought he was great in Black Klansman. Uh, I want to see the, the movie he's out now. It's out now with Bill Murray. Dead yeah. Guy. Yeah. I haven't seen Black Klansman yet, but my good. wife enjoyed it. It's good. That's all I've heard. Um, yeah. I, I'm going to have to think on that one. Yeah. But you know, you, the listener, you can let us know who your thoughts are for Mad Hatter and Two-Face over on Twitter at we be at we be geeks. So hit us up there. Uh, well, how about this for the next story? DC is going to make a true believer out of you. Uh, um, they are taking a cue from Marvel by offering four classic comic book reprints for a for one dollar. Starting in some well in September, uh, this is similar to the True Believer reprints solicited every every month by Marvel. Uh, but DC is going to use the name Dollar Comics, a line they published back in the late '70s and early '80s, and they're actually stealing two ideas from Marvel by reviving some long dead. Ooh. Now, during the first run of Dollar Comics, Dollar was significantly significant, bleh, significant, <laughs> significant. <laughs> You're enjoying this <laughs> way too much. <laughs> is is my tongue tightness that much of an enjoyment for you? Only in this particular case. <laughs> <laughs> Please continue. We're going to try this again. <laughs> a dollar was <laughs> more <laughs> than the standard price of a comic and featured all new content, more pages, and no ads. Uh, it was frequently used for milestone issue 
annuals and other special occasions, though there were some regular titles too. Uh, the new twist is that they are reprints that cost one-fourth of the price of the standard comic today, which is what Marvel does, which I, I like. And yes, I am picking up the Star Wars True Believer comics, even though I already have the original issue as well. <laughs> it's got Star Wars on it. I'm picking it up. <laughs> um, in addition to offering readers a chance to experience classic books in the format that they were designed for, as opposed to a trade paperback or a tablet screen, uh, offering these classic reprints for a low price is giving DC a way to compete with Marvel Marvel's market flooding. And Marvel's own True Believer reprints often outsell some of Marvel's low-selling titles as Marvel has much lower per capita unit sales despite their high dollar share of the market. Uh, so DC will be adding bragging, well, have added the bragging rights of probably having 30-year-old comics that outsell several of Marvel's new books as well. So the solicits for the first four are uh, Dollar Comics, Detective Comics 854, uh, Batman 608, Harley Quinn 1, and Crisis on Infinite Earths number one oh, they went for the big one yep now here here's the fun one um there was a if you listen to jeff liefeld <laughs> he's saying dc's gonna be going out of business or rob mm. liefeld and that the writing's on the wall that they're having problems despite the fact that they're coming back and going uh we're doing fine in sales yeah that that whole thing was weird and then on top of that, you have Ethan Van Skyver chiming mm. in and helping stir things up even more. It's like, why, why are you going in and chopping off the hand that has fed you for so many years? No kidding. That guy, he needs to, uh, <laughs> he needs to go away. I love his art. I own a piece of his art. Of course, I think I showed you guys. Uh, it was that um, from uh, Rebirth. One of his, he called it a junk page where he started something and then changed it. So he never completed the page. So it's got some pencils and some blue and some blue, ah, blue and some blue pencil lines on it, which I think is cool. I like that type of stuff. You now it was before he finished the page and, and it looks a little rough and I think it's awesome. I will frame it eventually, but his, his actions outside of his, his art, I, I'm not digging. Nope. Especially with him, quote unquote, being a Star Wars fan, but then attacking Star Wars and the actors so heavy yeah. and, and, and attacking the Star Wars podcast community and, and, and just stirring trouble up. Mm -hmm. Luckily, I'm not a huge fan of his art, so I'm happy with not. <laughs> I mean, there's a few things that if I ever saw him at a show and he was doing the free free commissions i would go for a larflees i love the character it's one that he created i would go for it but right now i don't think i'll pay for anything and, and, and we're not bashing the guy just to jump on any bandwagon or whatnot this is our opinion mm. if, again like we said i've said i've enjoyed his artwork i've enjoyed the some of the characters he's created it, it's i mean it's just like michael jackson i love the music it's just stuff outside of the music that i wasn't that much of a fan of mm. and the other scary part is he used to live less than two miles from me michael jackson no, Ethan Van Skyver. <laughs> Ethan Van Skyver didn't live that far away from me. We just, I just, we don't need all of this toxic no. garbage right now. No, 
I mean, we're getting down to a point of end of an era and the potential start of a new era. And the last thing we need is toxicity destroying a new era before it even starts. Mm -hmm. So, um, but we could talk about new eras coming to Disneyland and it's not Galaxy's Edge. No, yes. Let's talk about something happy at the happiest place on Earth. Walt Disney World? Uh, No, unfortunately. And you know why after, well, after hearing this. Um, yeah, this is a story that's going to piss me off. Yeah, it kind of kind of bums me out a little, too. We just Although, need to, Disney needs to just shell out the money. I understand they're making more money from the licensing deal, but uh, we need the control. Mm. So, um, Disneyland in Anaheim, California... It's getting some new stuff, some interesting stuff, because according to uh, Anaheim, California building permits, they have been approved for a 2,701 square foot uh, merchandise outlet adorned by three canopies. Interesting. Um, so where will this stuff be going? Well, it looks like it's going to be going in the space that was occupied by a bug's land. The, um, well, I wouldn't exactly call it a ride, but, uh, the, uh, what would you call that? Pavilion, I guess. That was inspired. mm, Yes. An attraction inspired by a bug's life that closed in September of 2018 will be the location for this new Marvel land. Um, uh, It is currently being. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Um, So. Currently, it's being uh, this Marvel Land is being constructed behind walls emblazoned with the Stark Industries logo. Pretty smart. Pretty smart. Uh, Disney does not have an official comment from Disneyland, but there have been reports of a Spider-Man ride that lets you fight baddies alongside the wall crawler. And let us not forget that the Guardians of the Galaxy Mission Breakout Ride uh, replaced the Tower of Terror in 2017. It would make a perfect complement to the new land. So the permits price the work at around $14 million, which, which pales in comparison to the reported $1 billion that was just spent on Galaxy's Edge. But this could possibly be just the beginning as the Disney Imagineers get to work on bringing one of their greatest franchises to life as Marvel enters Phase 4 of the MCU. Which supposedly we're going to get info on what Phase 4 will entail uh, in August at D23. Ah, man, that's a long ways away. I mean, it's not, but... Yeah, now I don't know if it's going to potentially be at um, San Diego Comic-Con as well, which is only a few weeks away. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah. It just Maybe there might be a couple of tidbits thrown out at, at San Diego and and then like the, you know, the big announcement will come at, at uh, in August. Yeah. Possibly. Quite possibly. So I take it this is back to me. It is back to you. 
Well, uh, at, at least you didn't try and sabotage me. Not yet. Well, I guess it's like what's being accused of Disney and Fox with Dark Phoenix. Now, I have not heard of this, so I'm very interested to hear this bit. So, um, some of the actors and a lot of fans and whatnot have been saying that Dark Phoenix, the reason why Dark Phoenix was a disaster opening weekend was because Disney sabotaged it. Disney had nothing to do with the film until maybe the last month after the merger went through. And then again, Disney still really didn't do anything because it was all Fox had had all this paid for and in place and already already set. So blame Fox, not Disney for any of this. Nah. Second, when you go for test screenings and people are going while it was still under Fox and they're going, uh, yeah, this is horrible. Mm. As pre, this is the film already done before Disney had even started merger talks or had just bought the company and had no say with anything with operations for Fox. So, um, but apparently Dark Phoenix was supposed to be two films, not one. And it said that Fox execs changed gears during late pre-production and demanded that it only be one movie. Uh, there is an extended cut that exists. Um, but did the Disney Fox deal cause executives to change um, to demand changes on Simon Gimberg. Um, the similarities between the Dark Phoenix story and Captain Marvel caused Disney to interfere. Um, Dark Phoenix was originally going to be the first Marvel movie to starring a female superhero, but that went to Brie Larson instead. Well, that's because, again, Disney didn't have the rights to the movies at the time that they were being done. Also, Dark Phoenix is not a female-led superhero movie. It is a team movie. Exactly. It's not Jean Grey and you know, and the Dark Phoenix. It's X Men Dark Phoenix. And, and if you want to say it, it was going to be Marvel's first movie starring a female superhero, uh, well, Mystique in X Men First Class was hero antihero, mm-hmm. and then that carried over into Days of Future Past, which you had. Kitty Pride as a starring female superhero. Right. To where you had, I mean, if you go with the original X-Men films, you had Jean Grey as a starring female superhero there. What the hell? You beat everyone to the punch. If that's what you want to do. Yeah. So why are you saying wanted this to be the first Marvel movie starring a super female superhero? Obviously, whoever's that comic cosmic book news is on crack. <laughs> Apparently. Because okay, this is starting to become a pet peeve of mine. There's people who write for these geek pop culture websites. It's like, do you not know what you're writing about? I know. Oh, this is going to be the first first movie with Superman in it. Hello, Christopher Reeves. Thank you. Before that, George Reeves. Mm-hmm. I mean, come on. Oh, Michael Keaton or Adam West Batman. What's the first Batman movie? Uh, no. There were two movie serials done in the 40s with Batman. Those would be the first. Thank you very much. Sorry about my sarcasm, but sometimes I don't know when I'm being sarcastic and when I'm not. One of my favorite things on tw- that I posted on Facebook this week. <laughs> um, but... Yeah, you know, and if they if they wanted it to be the first Marvel movie starring a quote unquote female superhero, then why did they change the release date and not Disney? So, because Dark Phoenix was supposed to come out in 2018, and then in February 2019, a month before Captain Marvel, 
And guess what? They pushed it back. That had nothing to do with Disney because Disney wasn't controlling operations at that time. So, um, so yeah. So a lot of it is there as the story keeps going. Oh, it, it it's someone is is using Dark Phoenix as an excuse to play a woe is me victim card. <laughs> Um, so to, to, I guess, kind of wrap up the story prior to the Disney Fox deal going through, did Disney have anything to do with Fox studios? Of course not. No. Um, according to a Fox leaker, Disney execs were spotted on set of the movies. Why? Uh, it's claimed Disney execs were keeping an eye on things during the transition, which, and were actually involved as they wanted to make a clean slate of things. While some may scoff at the idea of Disney being involved or outright interfering, uh, with Fox prior to the merger, we're talking about billions and billions of dollars here. So Disney having some sort of involvement doesn't seem far fetched. And then there, and then there's a whole list of bullet points of what could have transpired. And it's it's insane. Yeah, I not I, not to mention I saw an article today where the director of the movie is taking full blame. Yeah, it, I admit it was my fault. Yeah, that's on me. <laughs> so I mean, what do you do? You just gotta move on. Speaking of which. <laughs> Well, there's been some big news coming out about uh, the old the website thinkgeek.com yeah. and them apparently moving or shutting down or what have you um, or being dismantled. Um, because uh, on its quarterly earnings call last week, uh, the recently appointed CEO, George Sherman, made it clear that redundancies in the collectibles business between ThinkGeek and GameStop would soon be addressed. See, which- I, I was I was not happy about the GameStop buying ThinkGeek. Mm-hmm. Few years back, yeah, and the weird thing is, there's rumors that that GameStop could not be too much longer for this world either. But anyway, I think, I think it's thinking that's holding them up. Maybe. So, uh, according to George George Sherman, what we'll do with ThinkGeek is produce a redirect. So we'll be leveraging off the GameStop platform to still have a presence for ThinkGeek and still have that brand at least initially while we consolidate the back-end operations. Uh, And then ThinkGeek announced that uh, their site is shutting down, although when in their FAQ that they put out, um, it says the answer to the question is Think Geek shutting down is a uh, nope. So uh, take from that what you will. It's just being renamed. Uh, mm. um, so the brand is still alive for now as it moves to being a, and this is a quote, a curated selection of unique items historically found on thinkgeek.com in a thinkgeek section at GameStop. So, um... Which, if you go to some of the larger GameStop stores, there's a huge ThinkGeek section there. Is there? 
Yeah. I only have a couple of small ones in my area. The small ones in my area, they've they've got like a couple tables set up in the middle of the store, and that's where it's at. Maybe a small section on the wall. But right. I've, I've got a larger one that looks like it takes up two storefronts in a in a, um, in a strip mall hmm. or a shopping center. And they've got almost a, a, a fifth of the store. Yeah, yeah, they got they got whole one wall, one whole aisle, almost two whole aisles full of Think Geek stuff. Interesting. Yeah. Let's see if there's any ones like that around here. Um, so uh Think Geek put out a little thing uh on Facebook. It said Timmy's moving. Timmy is the monkey mascot uh from Think Geek. And that it says on their Facebook, it says, for the last two decades, we here at Think Geek have had more fun than a barrel of monkeys being the destination retailer for all things geek. In that time, we went from selling a single T-shirt to running a growing online business that caught the eye of a pretty big company who then adopted us to being a full-fledged retailer with over 40 actual real-life stores. Today, we're announcing that we'll be moving back with our roommates and parents. Over at GameStop, we know cohabitating with the rents may not be the coolest thing to announce on social, but there will be some changes, and we're guessing you'll have questions. Then it says, click the link for a full FAQ about our big move, as well as some stuff our lawyers made us say. Then it has a link to their FAQ. So, Think Geek was founded in 1999. Wow. Wow. By, by GeekNet. Uh, grew into a successful online business for pop culture collectibles. And then it was acquired by GameStop in 2015 after the retailer outbid Hot Topic. Uh, too soon control. Uh, then, two months later, ThinkGeek moved into the brick-and-mortar space with its first retail location. And over the past four years, ThinkGeek has grown to over 40 physical retail stores. Interesting. Uh, in addition to an increased brand presence, within more than 3,700 GameStop stores. Uh, so the CEO said uh, GameStop will still have that brand, at least initially, which seems to put the future in question for ThinkGeek. The site is being shuttered on July 2nd, um, though physical stores are said to be unaffected and will remain open for business. That's interesting in these ages, huh? A yeah. the the online store is shutting down and the the physical stores are staying open. Um. So and then Which a source sounds silly considering the online store does so well. Yeah, I know. Um. And then a source has confirmed to Yahoo <laughs> that ThinkGeek administrative and web staff were laid off uh, by June seventh. So um. So there's been some clues, interesting clues, like uh, on May 1st, ThinkGeek marked all clearance items down to 75% off and then added a 25% discount site-wide at checkout. Now, also interesting to note that currently on the ThinkGeek website, everything is 50% off, everything on the site, if you use the 
um, code moving out at checkout. And I went to the site earlier tonight, and it's also interesting to note that a lot of the stuff is sold out. Yeah. So there you go, kids. Looks like the old. Looks like I better spend my uh, thinky gift um, gift cards that I have. Yeah, believe it or not, I I still have the one that you gave me from a few years ago. <laughs> it's times that I haven't had the money, mm. I haven't been able to use it. Now I've got some little extra cash. I'm looking, and some things I want to get gone. Hold that one. So, um, well, let's talk about since things are splitting. Hey, let's talk about the banana splits, shall we? <laughs> I'm afraid to. I trailer dropped I, this week. <laughs> I don't even know what to say about it. Uh, um, well, let's give a synopsis, shall we? In the upcoming horror thriller, a boy named Harley and his family attends a taping of the Banana Splits TV show, which is supposed to be a fun-filled birthday for young Harley. Business as usual for Rebecca, um, the producer of the series, but things take an unexpected turn, and the body count sl- quickly rises. Can Harley, his mom, and their new pals safely escape? Um, to me, I didn't see where the banana splits in this were the pals. No. They were the murderers. It's so it's, weird. It's a totally different twist than the original Banana Splits Adventure Hour from 68. Yeah. <laughs> and I am so... I can't believe Hanna-Barbera signed off on this or Sid and Marty <laughs> Croft. I know. It's so... It's so weird. Yeah. So, and yes, Bingo, Flegel, Snorky, and Drooper from the original series appear. And apparently in one shot, you see them as whether it's the, the head is an articulated head or yeah. they are potentially robots. I don't know. Won't know until we see more trailers, <laughs> which mm. I'm afraid to watch. But yeah, I know. this is like, I don't want to know any more about this movie until it actually drops, <laughs> which is going to release on DVD, Blu-ray first, then on sci-fi channel. Well, like I told you earlier, it sounds like it might be a perfect movie for uh, Keepers of the Fringe. Yeah. Forget Forbidden Zone. Wait for this movie. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Okay, now go watch Forbidden Zone. You can watch it, too. (laughs) So, um, speaking of movies or other shows, let's hit our final one of the night. All right. So, um, a couple months ago, there was a leak. And about a a certain show coming out based on a movie, and it looks like the uh, the leak was was true because Netflix has finally officially announced that they are developing a Jurassic World animated spinoff series. I'm sure there's going to be some dino- some old dinosaurs in it. I don't think there are any dinosaurs in it. <laughs> dinosaurs, <laughs> dinosaurs. Um, Significantly, hey, <laughs> I say it right now. <laughs> um, <laughs> um. Anyway, so the series is going to be called Jurassic World: Camp Cretaceous. And um, sounds crusty. Indeed, it is being developed by DreamWorks Animation, and uh, they have released some details and a piece of promo art. 
And uh, it looks like the series is going to be set in the same universe and timeline as the two Jurassic World films. And the synopsis is as follows. Jurassic World Camp Cretaceous follows a group of six teenagers chosen for a once in a lifetime experience at a new adventure camp on the opposite side of Isla Nublar. But when dinosaurs wreak havoc across the island, the campers are stranded. Unable to reach the outside world, they'll need to go from strangers to friends to family if they're going to survive. Interesting. 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 So the show is being produced by Steven Spielberg, uh, along with Frank Marshall, Scott Creamer, Lane Luras. Um, who are going to be the showrunners. All right, Scott Creamer and Lane Laras Laris is going to be are going to be the showrunners. Um, and there's no word if any of the characters from the movies will show up in the series, but I suppose it's always a possibility. And this series is set to premiere sometime in 2020. Oh, so when the price of Netflix is $25. Mm-hmm. Well, they got to have something to entice people. Yeah. Jurassic World. Cramp. Cramp. It's, cramp it's got my interest, but. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, well, on that note, any final thoughts? That, that was our last story. This has been a weird week for stories, huh? Some crazy yeah. stuff going on. Yeah. <laughs> Between yes, DC, Think Geek, Netflix, Banana Splits, <laughs> Dark Phoenix. This has been quite a week. It's the bloody bananas. <laughs> Show title right there. <laughs> I'm writing that one down. That'll get people wondering. Bloody bananas. One banana, two banana, three banana, bloody. <laughs> and now it's stuck in my head again. <laughs> So, well, if that's it, that's it. <laughs> and with the crazy week we've had and that there has had with stories, we'll just leave it at this. Want to know more? So, um,. The bad crowd you've been hanging out with is a science fiction club? This has been a Weeby Geeks production. I've been authorized by Director Fury to use any means necessary to keep you on premises. If you attempt to leave or play any games, I will tase you and watch Super Nanny while you drool into the carpet. 